What up? Nothing much. Just chilling, relaxing, talking shit with talking you, shit. Sebastian. <laughs> we got um, we got the boy the boy Bass out here visiting. Big big money, big yeah, body Bass, big, aka Winter Poppy. Aka <laughs> Winter Poppy. He's gonna be mad. You put that out there. Um, He's in the other room, like shaking his head. Yeah, he he is. Uh, but no, nah, we just just chilling. Hey, make sure you guys follow Winter Poppy, man. <laughs> Yo, give them some context into into this man that's uh, that's staying with us this week. Uh, yeah, Bass. Bass has been um, one of my best friends for like seven years. Went to went to Landon. Uh, went to a couple colleges. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm went not going to give his whole. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give his whole uh, background, the whole uh, bio. But um, he, uh, you know, one of my one of my closest friends. Um, he's a, if you guys watch josh's uh twitch stream he's a he's a yeah, he swells swells, swells. one third he, of the big smoke boys yeah he he talks the most shit so honestly you guys this is airing what today's today but it's airing tomorrow so bass might leave like maybe later tomorrow so for you guys listening to this let me know if you guys if we should have swells on because it'll be more so just like a, a fun just hilarious episode of us talking trash and it's going to be a whole bunch of random high school stories and college stories of me, Matt, Bass, um, and et cetera. And it'll kind of give you a little bit more of an insight into myself and more of an insight into Matt and just kind of where we came from and yeah, et cetera. Yeah, so like you the, guys got to let us know. The interviews are cool because we get to obviously hear from a lot of awesome people and like hear about their life and stuff. But, um, but no, it'd be fun to just have, bass on and ha- just have it really be like three friends just like talking it, shit like yeah, out. it would just be a regular <laughs> regular conversation that we do all the time and i think it'd be funny because obviously i love the interview aspects of it bless you king um <laughs> the interview aspect of this and giving our listeners and viewers people that have amazing stories and kind of giving them a platform to relay those stories to you know, our listeners but i think it'd also be fun uh, just kind of just talking trash and just kind of having fun, uh, amazing conversation with, um, you know, people you know for a long time and I need to kind of dig out hilarious stories that kind of just show each other who you are and just kind of not to forget where you came from. So I don't know. You guys got to let us know. Tweet at us. Comment. Yeah. Uh, I know some people email sometimes or email, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever that is, you know, Reach out to us because I'll be. We kind of want to know. Yeah, I think we. I think we got to do it. He's a friend of the show, and you know, it, it's only right. Yeah. No. Um, but besides that, uh, what else been going on? I go. When I go, I go out of town Thursday night. Go to Europe. Uh, get to see. Go to London and Barcelona. Then I'm actually going back to London for a day trip. To see Chelsea play Leicester, nice. uh, Leicester City in Stanford. I know you're Bridge. a soccer fan. So you so, pronounced it yeah. right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to three three soccer games. I'm going to um, Tottenham. I, I think it's I, I say Tottenham. I, th- I think it's t- Tottenham or something like that. But I call it Tottenham. That's how that's how us, us Americans call it. So Tottenham and Aston Villa uh, Saturday. I'm going to Man U Chelsea Sunday. Then I go to Spain. Then I go come back. I'm gonna make a day trip Sunday back to London to go watch Charles versus Leicester City, and then that'll kind of be my uh, 
my three games I'm going to go to. So I'm excited about that. I, obviously, everyone, I love Chelsea. You know, I have a signed William jersey. I have a signed Hazard jersey. You know, that, that hurts that he left a little bit. But um excited to go over there and, you know, kind of really see my first one European soccer game. But then, you know, my favorite team play. Nice. You're going to Barcelona too? Uh, yeah, I'm going to Barcelona. Uh, right after London, doing that, and then I'm going to. Um, after that, I'm going to Germany to you know do a, I got a you know do the NBA appearance that I, that they reached out to me, and I'm going to do out there in Cologne, Germany, which is a gaming conference. What I think it's called DreamCon. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so I'm gonna do that out there. So that'll be fun. And gaming's taking you global, bro. Exactly. This is everybody who's saying that all you do is sit and play video games. Exactly, but. <laughs> I, it's hilarious people are always talking to me about it but I'm just you know like people have their own passions and uh, luckily basketball is my biggest passion obviously that's what I do and you know, but one of my biggest passions besides basketball is gaming and I've been fortunate enough to be able to travel you know just through gaming um, I get compensated pretty well you know with gaming um, you know I was able to make crazy donations to different charities through gaming those things are amazing and gaming's i mean obviously been in the news a lot lately with the Fortnite world cup with Mm -hmm. booga winning you know three million dollars as a 16 year old and um i just think i think it's really cool i think it's uh it's exciting how fast it's growing i hope everybody kind of gained a lot of value from last week's was it last week's episode with delane yeah yeah where we talked about the business of gaming Mm -hmm. and what he's building at play versus and i know for us that was cool you know being like investors in the company and everything yeah, I think this last couple of weeks, obviously, gaming was huge, and it was, I think it was actually on ESPN Sports Center at one point. You know, some of the the highlights of that. So that's that's kind of cool. But it's crazy how young these guys are. I think the average age of quali- World Cup qualifiers were sixteen, and you have sixteen year old making you know one three million. Um, I forgot who won, uh, who got second and third, but then like Nyrox and Aqua won duos, and that's you know. 1.5 each. Yeah. Um, Shout out Faze and Dubs. Or Dubs yeah, and Mega, got, too. Yeah, Dubs and Mega did well. Uh, who else was there? Nate Hill, Funk, uh, Verwin, um, Scissors. Uh, Mongrel's nasty. Mongrel. I think, that, I think that's it. Hopefully, I didn't leave out. Scissors? You said Scissors? Yeah. Hopefully, I didn't leave out anyone there. But, you know, it's crazy just what, what it does. I hope the World Cup kind of showed, um, you know, how big, you know, the gaming world is and how much bigger it can get and even little stuff like ninja announcing that he's going on you know he's leaving twitch and going to extreme exclusively on mixer and that day mixer was the number one app in the app store so it's like you know people they have this amazing genuine following which is crazy um they have a, an amazing platform and it's, it's a very genuine platform a very authentic platform and there's so much going on there and so much more to improve on and gain yeah i um i heard from someone who's like pretty in the know they were like talking about the ninja mixer deal and i don't want to say who and i also don't want to say like the amount but like the amount that he was saying that that ninja got would rival i would say 85 to 90 percent of nba players annual salaries is a lot bigger than mine i'll say that now (laughs) (laughs) and um Obviously, he he's him in general has done you know him in general. When I talk about him, I say Ninja has done so much for the gaming space. 
and you know sacrificed a lot of time and doing all that you know to help the gaming world and you know it's, it's cool to see him get stuff like that and be recognized for everything he has done and you know he deserves some of that stuff and he earned it it's wild <laughs> yeah uh we don't want to talk about any of that stuff but it's funny because people are saying people always talk you know i get it some i can only imagine them because they're way bigger uh, in, in terms of gaming and all that just the, the backlash you get from it but i mean at the end of the day you do your passion and streamers make good streamers they, well. they make they make most they make more money than all the people on twitter talking shit about them i'll tell you I'll t- that is for a fact uh so it's just but it, you know honestly it's just amazing to see obviously congrats to booga and, and what he done and it's cool to have the gaming space growing so well and so rapidly and uh, affecting so many lives in a positive way. I think that's one thing that everyone has to, you know, whether you like gaming or don't like gaming, it's affecting so many different people's lives. And, you know, a 16-year-old making $3 million and there was way more, you know, making less than that. People making one point five, people making 900 800 700 you know. So at the end of the day, you might not like it, but it's like, you know what? People are getting their lives changed because of gaming and through gaming. And there's no way you can hate on that. Yeah. The interesting thing to me, though, is that it seems to, there's this like, I don't want to say a divide, but it seems like there's kind of two separate avenues that are starting to appear. It's like the entertainer and then like the competitive player. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at Ninja and, and Tifu, who are probably the two most well known Fortnite players of all time, uh, I don't, no offense to either of them, but Ninja didn't qualify and Tifu, you know, didn't, didn't do very well. Mm. And so they're just, at this point, are they entertainers? I mean, they're spending so much of their time streaming and interacting with their fans and, and obviously making incredible livings. And then you have the competitive players who <laughs> nobody's ever heard of who literally spend all day training and gaming. It's so interesting. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely is. Um, I'll, I'll still say they're, they're definitely still competitive gamers. I'll say, the, I'll say the two groups, I guess, would be competitive gamers, which I think they're in, and then there's just content creators. So like... Noah J, for example, I'm you know Noah, you're my guy. Um, you know he's more into terms of being a content creator. You know, like JD, Curtis JD, uh, Jack Dunn. I'm, I'm saying the whole government right there. <laughs> um, he's more of a content creator. He's he loves playing games, but he lo- you know he's on the stream. He's both an amazing personality, incredible shoutcaster, amazing. I literally when I streamed with him, I think it was we were playing a squad, and it was. Me, him, and my friend Garrett playing against like one, and it was like one person left, and he was like commentating. And they were like, "Yo, Josh has to get a kill," and he like commentated. I'm like, "Yo, you just commentating my my like final kill was fire." But like those guys are really like content creators. They have an amazing content, and and it puts smile on people's faces, makes people you know you know happy to watch it. So you have guys like that, and then you have the ninjas, the tifus. The, the boogers, the mongrels, it, it just goes down the list. And those are the, the competitive gamers. So I'll probably say, you know, those are the two groups, the content creators who are doing it more so for fun because they they like it, but they don't want to get as, you know, too serious in it. But then you have the other ones that's fully in it, that's playing like eight hours a day. So um, I think that's the two groups of it. And I think both of them are amazing. There's not a right or wrong group to be in. It's all just your personal preference. Yeah. It's been good for them. It's cool to see. I mean, it's not totally similar, but if you look at like basketball and stuff, 
you have the dudes like you know the B dots and the famous Loses and the fillets mm-hmm. who are good basketball players, not NBA level, mm-hmm. but they have as many, if not more, followers and better engagement yeah. than most of the NBA guys. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah, they create amazing content. Yeah. And they make people laugh and they um, do great impressions and and stuff like that. So, as a fan, you know, you have a you know fans in the NBA that that like to tune into it, but then just just regular people that just you know, like the laugh. So you have, yeah, like the those guys who are making that the, that content. And then you have, obviously, the, you know, the, the Hoopers that are doing it, you know, in the league or overseas very competitively. So it's kind of like kind of like that I, to kind of help, I guess, the listeners understand that a little bit. I think they can understand that. I don't want to say metaphor, but understand that a little bit better than the gaming as Jeff was saying. Yeah, but no, it's cool. I mean, and then the, the middle ground is when you have a, a guy who's obviously good enough to play in the NBA, who does, who is an NBA, and still is able to, has like the understanding of, and is able to treat their brand, mm-hmm. not necessarily like a content creator, but, you know, act with an understanding of social and content. And then it can actually mm-hmm. help, you know, build your brand. Like, I think you're doing a great job with the podcast. De'Aaron does mm-hmm. a great job. His YouTube is huge. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think there's a lot to, a lot of NBA players can learn from the content creation side. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think at the end of the day, I wouldn't say myself as much because I don't really, like, I'll, I'll make, like, content, like, on Twitch or something like that, the podcast, but I don't, like, take clips and post the clips all over the place. Juju, you know? by the way. Is, is yeah, Juju. Like, you have a guy that are ma- that's amazing, like you said, Juju, De'Aaron. Um, Ben, who's he's I don't think he's much as the content creator space, but he he streams, he does stuff. Carol Anthony Towns does the same thing. Jordan Hayward, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, and then JJ and TJ and Danny Green with the, with the podcast. So I think um, Myers Leonard. Uh, you know, I think we have people that's really good people that's kind of helped pave the way. So. Younger guys who kind of want to go into that can see the blueprint of, oh, I can hoop, but then I can also, you know, create, you know, this content or I can stream if I want to stream or I can kind of just follow my own passion in terms of content. And, you know, I don't have to worry about the backlash or I don't have to worry about, you know, failing too much just because there's other people that did it and I can rely on them. And, you know, everyone in the NBA, we're all really brothers. We all show each other love and um, whenever anyone reaches out to us that's that's in the league, definitely we always um, do do our best to help them out. So Yeah, that's dope. You want to get some heart-to-heart going? Yeah, let's do it. Pull up a couple questions here. Let's see what we got. How excited is Josh to get up and run in Gentry's up-tempo offense? Not excited at all. I hate running. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, that's the thing I'm so excited about just because – AG gives you the freedom to just go out there and play basketball. And I think that's something that's rare in the league. It's something that, um, with all due respect to Luke and his philosophy, is something that we didn't have in L.A. And But when you do that, you really that's when you really love basketball. And, you know, I think I'm going to fall back in love with um, basketball all over again because I have the freedom to just go out there and play to, to play through my mistakes and to just hoop. I think at the end of the day, that's the biggest thing when you talk to NBA players or you just talk to basketball players in general or athletes in general, it's I just want the freedom to go out there and just play the game. And obviously play that game within the philosophy of the team, but you hate if you make one mistake and you get pulled out or you know you, you might be doing too well <laughs> and, you know, 
there's politics in this stuff, guys, in the athletic world, trust me. So it, it might be you're doing too well and you have too much freedom. It's like, oh, we got to dial it back a little bit. So I think that's the one thing I'm so excited about is just that up-tempo offense. Nice. Uh, Hung, who actually we played golf with oh, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Home. Shout out Villanova. Um, hey, buddy. Who would win in a game of horse, Matt or Josh? Definitely me because Matt doesn't really hoop as much anymore. So I'd say me. Yeah. It's really funny. Like sometimes our little brother Charlie will come out and he'll like challenge Josh to shooting competitions. And like it's all fun and games until you tell like an NBA player that you're you do a better job than what they get paid to do. And then it's just like it's just game over. So trust me, Charlie has (laughs) it. Like that's when it's just not it's just it's over. Like you don't say that. Like Charlie challenged me to a couple of times. And I literally, like, he'll think he can shoot better than me. And I'm just sitting here, like, I, and I tell him, like, literally when I'm, like, I'm talking shit to him. I'm like, doing while like, you're shooting. Yeah, while I'm shooting. I'm like, I get paid for this. Like, this corner over here, this, this is Jay Hardy Island right here. Because if you're a defender, you don't leave it. So, like, that, like that's what I was, I'll be saying that too. I'm like, Charlie, I get paid to do this. <laughs> you, you do this for fun. I get paid to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's all, like, you know, fun-loving trash talk, but... All the I say regular people because you know that aren't in the NBA, aren't athletes, or in to that level, don't challenge any NBA player to anything that they do <laughs> on the court because I guarantee, like, you, you, it's not going to go well. Yeah, I'll give you that. I think uh, I think back in the day I was a better shooter. Oh yeah, I was. I was a better shooter. Without um, a doubt. In high All school, through high school and college, I sound like a bitter old man. Like, oh, back in high school, <laughs> that was my thing. Nah, I was you would have been way better shooter. I don't play anymore. I think if we were to do any sort of competition, horse is probably the one that I would have the best chance in. Definitely. And thus, maybe knock out with with your knee. Not not actually. You're good now. Uh, Should have challenged you. I might not like, like fully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might not fully sprint to so, it. I might do like a light jog. It's a lose lose. Like if you if you beat me cool you beat me if you lose to me it's like oh shit yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people it's so funny when you're like if you ever lose to something lose to someone at something um basketball later and you're an nba player they would never challenge you to that again so it's like i won like what do i have to do it like no like i know most likely if i challenge you again i'm gonna lose so no i'm i'm taking this high road and as competitors uh it drives us crazy uh ryan lee hendrix wants to know when are we dropping the merch Oh, when are we dropping a merch? Ah, that's actually a good question. I don't question. think we've really had too much conversation yeah. since the, the summer league thing. What, one, I guess, the question we would have to y'all is what merch would you guys want? Obviously, I had the t-shirt, you know, but it would be t-shirt, no, hat. hat, you know, hoodie, a long sleeve, some eye slides, yeah. custom. Uh, uh, no, let us know anything sl- that you want lighthearted on. We, we'll put it on and we'll, and we'll sell it. Yeah, sign up. I slide. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all got me very comfortable uh, slides. Yeah. Um, Jr. Madrano. Besides doing what both of you are doing right now, what else did you want to be growing up? And do you have any other interests currently? I would have loved to be a baseball player. I think to me, there's no greater sound in sports is when that wooden bat makes contact with the uh, with a baseball. To me, that that noise is music to my ears. Um, my dad, my dad's first love was baseball, and he got me into it. And I, I love baseball to this day. Like, I wish New Orleans had a baseball team because I'd go out there for spring training. I, I swear, I'll try to take BP. I'll do all that. That's just something I always, I've always loved, and that's definitely what I would probably try to do if I wasn't hooping. I always wanted to be in the league. 
that was like kind of always my dream i was i took it really really seriously when i was younger so that was kind of my goal and then once i stopped playing it kind of like i had to adjust a little bit now i'm really happy with what i'm doing i love being in business and working for myself and stuff like that um so if i had to say something other than basketball it would just be you know what i'm doing now being an entrepreneur kind of getting to uh to live the the lifestyle that i've i've really always wanted um and then um, I know I said last question. This isn't really a question. Sometimes people will hit us up in the DMs with just like comments or suggestions, which are very much appreciated, by the way. That's how we've, we named the fan segment Heart to Heart was through a, through a DM suggestion. But uh, Billy Hong Yi Wong, who you might remember from a couple episodes ago. Like, yeah, that's, that's who, the, so familiar. Yeah, he DM'd us, first of all, saying that I got the pronunciation of his name right. Oh, He's listening all the way from China. Um, and he suggested that, that we do a lighthearted fantasy football league where we invite oh, some listeners fire. some listeners we'll definitely to play do that do it on like a, like espn or yahoo or something we'll for definitely charity do that. maybe yeah it'd be it ain't gonna be not like so maybe like us that. two plus like 10 listeners 12 team league we could do like a live draft and everything yeah we can do that we, we can, honestly just guys if you guys want to be in a fantasy football league like dm us you know comment do whatever and then I'll, like we can make a couple leagues with it yeah you know, and obviously we want to try to be as interactive with you guys as possible so you know we want to kind of you know integrate as many people as we can into you know our lives yeah so no that, that fantasy football would be fire billy, I am billy you're it. killing it bro yeah you're killing it shout out to well, i'm well, not even gonna say the whole thing but shout out to billy i don't even mind <laughs> <laughs> um you want to talk about this guest because this, is, this um, is your a good friend of yours. It is a, a, a good friend. Uh, we met seen my senior year, her junior year at the Wooden Awards in LA. Um, she was up for player the, national player of the year, and you know I, I was also. And she, we both didn't win, so you know we were both losers together. So that's 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 a good thing. Um, but you know Kelsey Plum got it that year. My year, Frank Mason won it. But she's someone who's had amazing um, college career in South Carolina, um, in her home state, which he's going to talk about playing for Don Stanley, um, who's an amazing, legendary, you know, coach, national champion, number one draft pick, um, rookie of the year. You know, she's she's done so much in terms of basketball, and it's, it's cool to listen to that to hear you know where she came from, but also it's very interesting to hear. Um, the grind that female WNBA players have in terms of going right out of college, a week or two, WNBA draft, another week, season, season, um, you know, several months long, season ends, go overseas, play in another season, come back, play in the WNBA. Like, it's so rigorous, their lives and the strain on their body. And you guys are going to hear when Asia Wilson talks about it on this podcast. But um, I think that really shows a testament to herself, but also, you know, the majority of WNBA players of how much they love this game and, um, you know, what they do for it and what they do to um, be successful. And I think it's a really interesting listen to just kind of hear the other side of it. I yeah. think. All WNBA players are skilled and amazing in their own right, and WNBA players should be getting paid more than what they do. Uh, and we talk about that on this podcast. And yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely important for us to have a WNBA player on. Um, they're you know every bit as skilled 
and if the basketball is every bit as good mm-hmm. um and there's been a lot of stuff in the news of you know fans and, and people saying this and that about their pay and all that and you know asia's a, wanted just a great person to have on because she's one of the faces of the league you know she and her teammate liz were just on the cover of slam magazine mm-hmm. which was huge um but also just like you know make no mistake about it all of your favorite nba players are avid WNBA supporters anyone who knows basketball supports the WNBA. Mm-hmm. it's really the people that don't know anything about it that are the ones talking shit so this was like a really important important one for, for us to to bring light to yeah definitely and obviously with the nba it's, it's amazing and we you know lucky to generate so much money um with things like that but we'll talk about it on this podcast it's not about saying oh you know they want millions of dollars or they want you know equal pay to what the nba guys are making but what they're saying is they want a equal or a just rev share to in the collective bargaining agreement to what they bring in you're not a fan of the WNBA. you're not a fan of lighthearted podcasts Facts. i would drop <laughs> this mic because i think that's a mic drop worthy statement but it's an expensive mic and i don't want to buy yeah, another I one yeah i don't know if you want to break that one my man but i guess without further ado here goes aj wilson let's do it Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Lighthearted Podcast. I am your host, Josh Hart, my brother, Matt Hillman, Yo. Um, your co-host. Um, this lady had a friendship for about three years now. Yeah. Um, so she's been doing her thing at the WNBA with the Las Vegas Aces, uh, Rookie of the Year, um, is All-Star. We have Asia Wilson on the podcast, so Asia Thank you. Yeah. Uh, how did you guys first meet? Because I know you've been friends for a while. Ooh, how do we, it was at the Wooden Awards, mm-hmm. uh, Wooden Awards in was, LA. Was that when you won and, and he yeah, didn't? Yeah, we both won yeah. the national championship. <laughs> yeah, I didn't win. I didn't win the award. I didn't win the award. <laughs> I was yeah, we in both attendance. didn't win the award. But yeah, I was but like... Kelsey won a year, year, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it was like a group it. of us that was all just kind of kicking it because we all kind of knew we weren't going to win the award. So we kind of just yeah. was cool. And that's pretty much it. We just kind of kept in touch, always followed each other's careers from there and yeah, been cool ever since. That's awesome. <laughs> Who was it? It was me, you, Nigel, uh, Williams Goss. And Kelsey um, Mitchell. And Kelsey Mitchell. That we was just, it. We were just messing around the whole time. <laughs> we knew, I knew, um, who Frank, won it? Frank, Frank. Frank won it. So I knew I knew he was going to win it. No, 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 no. That wasn't. No. Frank Mason won it that year? I thought he won. Yeah, that was, that was thought, the Did he win both? Yeah, that was. Yeah, because that was my senior year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was my junior year. But then you cleaned up senior year, right? You yeah. Won, yeah. You won everything. Yeah, no, yeah, because Kelsey won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we were just messing around, just doing nothing. Was that wooden the wooden ceremonies in LA, right? Yeah, so downtown LA in the law. Uh, I think it's Los Angeles Athletic yeah. Center or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. somewhere in like a country. It's like a club. Oh, the Los there. Angeles Athletic Club. Yeah, yes. on like seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that we had the fun. I don't know about you, but I had I was having so much fun because we did um. Was it that Sunday where we did the stuff with the with the kids? Oh yeah, the special like, Olympics. The spe- like this special yeah. Olympics. Boy, I was having so much fun. I think well, I got coaching a co- I was coaching. I think I got like a, like a tech or something. I was having fun. I yeah. had a blast. We really um, we, yeah, we got into it. <laughs> I, we're kind of like let's get into it. Um, obviously you're from South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is this is actually a, a like I'm, I'm actually kind of happy about this because like I met your mom and your dad and, like oh, yeah. that's my guy like they're <laughs> my guys. Um, obviously you grew up in South Carolina, so kind of talk to 
us about your upbringing. Obviously, your dad played overseas. So just kind of talk to you about how that was, but just kind of talk about how South Carolina was for you. Yeah, uh, yeah, my dad played uh, basketball. That's really pretty much where I get everything from Mm -hmm. skill-wise. And I didn't really want to play the game, but he kind of tricked me into doing it. So I started to fall in love with it. And, what position uh, was he? He was a forward as well. He played in Sweden for 10 years. Uh, he's an old guy, so it was no <laughs> NBA. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I kind of grew up around basketball for the most part. But, you know, being in South Carolina, we're small. We're small as hell. So, like, everyone knew everyone. And when it came to making my college decision, it was tough because I was like, all right, I want to get away from home. I want to be grown. I want to leave my parents. But at the same time, like, you had a great, a legend, Don Staley, who was like in my backyard. So I was like, shoot, like she's done everything I wanted to. So why not follow her footsteps? So I went along and committed to South Carolina and it gave the opportunity of a community to really come together. I don't think I realized that in the beginning, but now I do. I mean, I was, I was people there who've watched me from high school. Now they got to watch me another four years in college. So it really brought everyone together, uh, my church family, my school, and also my state. So, you know, South Carolina's small. We Now we're kind of growing because, you know, Zion and John mm. Morant. So now everyone's like, oh my gosh, South Carolina exists, uh, which is always <laughs> good. But at the same time, you know, it was hard. It was difficult because we're not the basketball state, but mm. I, I definitely had a lot of fun there. Yeah. Speaking of South Carolina, this I'm, this I'm just going off on a little tangent, kind of about how we met. So a little lighthearted tangent, yeah, a little lighthearted <laughs> tangent. Um, so obviously, she says she's from South Carolina. So Kate and Jill Brunoria, yeah. so they're from South Carolina, <laughs> yeah. right? Charleston, so, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, uh, I forgot what happened. So I'm talking to either Jill or Kate. No, I'm talking to Jill. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, like I had, I had to do something with Asia. Um, it was both. Oh, I forgot what the sitcom we did stuff with. Uh, oh, Grey's Anatomy. General Hospital. Uh, General Hospital. Like yeah, yeah, right? yeah, same yeah. thing. Uh, G- General <laughs> Hospital. So this is the first time I met her. Right, I never like I seen her hoop, but I never like paid attention to, like yeah. how big she was, or how tall she was. So I meet her. Like they they walk us into a room. I meet her, and she's sitting down. So I'm I'm standing up. You know, whatever. <laughs> And she gets up and starts and just looked me dead in my eye. <laughs> and I took I was it was it was just so I was I was so fucked up because like at Nova, like we had tall girls, but there was no one that yeah. was really like that tall. But when you looked up and you looked at me like we were like eye level and just looked me dead in my eye, like hi, I'm Asian. I said, I said, I I was about to leave, bro. It just caught me off guard. So I just had to say that. That was yeah. a, a quick tangent. And then Jill and I, we played against each other in, in high school. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so when you were making your, your college decision, obviously you mentioned legendary coach of South Carolina. I feel like women's like women's college basketball is in a really interesting space because like we've really never seen one team be so dominant for so long, like UConn was. Yeah. Um, and you were the number one player in the country. You, you really could have gone anywhere. So what what was your thought process when you were weighing colleges surrounding UConn and were you recruit? Obviously, you were probably recruited by yeah. there, but why did you choose not to go there? And what do you even make of like what they're what they're doing yeah well my my top four uh college choices was tennessee north carolina chapel hill south carolina and yukon so i took all my official visits and i kind of got a feel for everything and of course when you're official everything feels great like oh my gosh i see myself here uh but one thing about what i wanted to do i wanted to go somewhere where winning a national championship wasn't like all right we got this one it's another one in the or it wasn't disappointing if you didn't win yeah like i didn't want that to kind of be like okay we didn't come we came up short this year or oh my gosh there's another one add another banner like i wanted to go somewhere where when we win the championship it's like 
all right, this is something. This is the start of something. This is huge. And, you know, I really felt that at South Carolina. I felt like it could be done there. And uh, a lot of people called me crazy. A lot of people hated me probably. I really didn't care. Uh, I was 16 years old making a decision. You know, that's a big time decision. Mm -hmm. So going into it, I was kind of like, all right, what did I get myself into? Uh, first year, we got made it to the Final Four. And I was like, all right, this could be yeah. good. Uh, second year had a disappointing year, disappointing year in the Sweet 16. That's kind of like a disappointment to me. And then junior year, we won a national championship. And then my senior year, Elite Eight. So it, yeah. it was kind of like it paid off. And now looking at it, I don't, I don't have any regrets yeah. at all. Uh, of course, you grow up with the powerhouses of the Yukons, the Tennessees. But now leaving South Carolina, you know, now South Carolina is that name in the powerhouse. Now South Carolina is that team that, all right, you need to watch out for because, you know, things that we did there. And I, that's what made me happy overall because I'm like, yeah. all right, I made a good decision because I left there with people saying, all right, we got to watch out for the South Carolina team. Yeah, now to go there and win a national championships. Didn't Trump beat uh, UConn? No, that was Mississippi State. Yeah, that was, we that beat game was yeah. crazy. That was it a, was insane. That was a buzzer beater, right? <laughs> yep. It was a yeah. buzzer beater. That was, oh yeah, because that yeah, no, that was my senior year. Yeah, I didn't know my senior year. No, you were gone. No, no, that Didn't was your senior year because we won it the next day. Yeah, that was your senior year. Yeah, but that's what y'all This shit was funny. So yeah, I feel a tangent. Coming. I was um, <laughs> no, just because I was talking about like when the year they won it. Um, I'm at dinner. We got uh, the wooden, actually, wooden, uh, wooden, no, it wasn't wooden, Naismith, I think it was yeah. Naismith dinner or whatever, and I was at, we were there, like, in the dinner, and then it was kind of like a bar area right outside, well, I told you, there had to be, like, 100, 150 people, like, around this bar, just yelling and screaming, I've never wanted any, like, i never seen anyone want a team to lose <laughs> so badly before in my life. And I tell you, when that, when that girl hit that buzzer beater, like the bar was lit. Yeah. Everybody was yelling. Like I was like, "Yo, this is kind of fire!" Because right? yeah. I didn't I didn't really watch. Uh, I like Nova Nova's girls basketball team wasn't really. Hey, hey watch much. it. Yeah, I know your girlfriend was there, <laughs> my, my but girl uh, there. <laughs> they were keep it a bean. They were buns, all right. <laughs> um, so it was like like well, we, watched, we watched some of their games, but it wasn't it wasn't like. And then like just seeing like that, and then that environment, just like. At a random bar in yeah. wherever the hell we were. I think it was Phoenix, I think it was. It was lit. Oh, yeah, because that's where the guys' final four was. And our guys that, yes. were also okay. there. Yeah, that's why so I was messing my mind up. I'm like, oh, people. that's right. I yes. forgot about that. That was, was a Phoenix. huge year yeah. for yes. both of us. That was big for South okay, Carolina. Now, now it all makes sense. Okay, cool. <laughs> Damn, I'm sitting at the table with two national champions. I don't have any rings. <laughs> and you'll have nothing. Nothing. You, you know, we, got, we won like a high school conference championship. I got the number 12 podcast on the sports charts right now. Hey. Oh, yeah. Hey. We're popping. We're popping. <laughs> um, diving more into your time at, at South Carolina. Yeah. Um, obviously, you and your coach are really close. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone, at least in college, like Ryan and Coach Ryan Wright and were really, no, yeah. they were really close. But they, have you ever seen like they're uh -huh. like taking selfies like on social media yeah. like, dancing together? Oh, no, I've never seen, I've never seen it. But so just kind of talk about you guys' relationship because it's it's cool because just knowing you, you're you know goofy, fun loving person. Yeah. But like I don't really know her, but I just see her through through you and yeah. through social media and see you know she seems the same. So just kind of talk about you guys' relationship. Yeah, Coach Daly and I we we like to say we're kind of like Tim and Pop, but like a less. I guess a more fun <laughs> yeah. version. Uh, but yeah, she's like my second mom. Uh, we always clap back at each other on Twitter. Like, it's like she's really like my second mom and she's always been there. She was the type of coach where I can go to her for anything and any 
anything and everything, whether it's the X and O's of basketball or just like me not doing well in class. Like it's just the little things that I think that's what made us a lot closer. Of course, winning helped us out, of course. Like if you're winning SEC championships, it also brings a lot of people together. But it's those times where you're not winning or it's those times where that pressure hits of the state wanting you to do this or like your team or you got to be that leader. And she's really helped me out. And like I said before, like she's someone that's done everything that I would mm-hmm. even imagine. Like she was the flag bearer in the Olympics. Like that is huge. Wow. Like she's done it yeah. all. So I could really just like, just being around her, just seeing that human side was what really brought us all close together. She's, she my dog. Yeah. Would she challenge you a lot in practice? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Coach Daly, she would challenge, like for her to be a point guard and not in my position, she probably gave me just the hardest time. I mean, of course she wanted me to be better, but like she'll kick me out of practice because she's like, you know, you're being average. I didn't recruit you to be average. You're not an average wow. player. So get off my court. And like I'm like, all right, whatever, like whatever. Been cold, kick me out <laughs> yeah. of practice. Exactly. You ain't working hard enough. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm like, yo, deuces. <laughs> and I'm like, I fight to get back on the court. And the assistant coach is like, can she go back? And she's like, hell no. Leave her ass right over there with the walk-ons. And so like she knew how to press my buttons yeah. to really get the best out of me. And I can appreciate that from her. Damn. That's so that's so valuable to have. Yeah. Whenever you have the coaches that are always the most successful, I feel like the ones that are able to hold their best players accountable. Because mm-hmm. the if you hold your best player accountable, everything else is just it, it just trickles down. Because if I'm, you know, say like when I was at Villanova, you know, Coach Wright used to my senior year I had James Bell and Tony Chenault. Those are like my two seniors. So Coach used to go at James all the time, but it was like he he always he didn't like what he was saying, um, but he always understood it and kind of and took it yeah. very well. So it's like when you have your your leader doing that yeah. and like your co- first of all your coach challenging your leader doing that and then your leader responding to it well i just imagine and we feel like that's why you got the one you know a national yeah. championship because you see that then it's like okay you know she, our best player is doing this you know she's a national player of the year coach who's like you said one of the greatest ever who's done everything uh when you have those two people you know being held accountable everything else kind of just trickles down and you're like as a freshman or sophomore you're like oh this is how it is here like if i'm not doing this i'm not i'm not getting on the court for sure yeah you know what i mean yeah who um when you were growing up who were some players that you modeled your game after like guys or girls Ooh, um growing up i i grew up around the uh candace parker era like that's who that's who i saw uh i love lisa leslie's game but i'm a little too young for her to like watch it but definitely uh, candace parker was someone that I really, that was my idol. Like, I, that was my first WNBA jersey. Like, that's who I wanted to be. Like, that's what Asia Wilson, like, imagined who she wanted to be like. And I kind of watched her growing up through Tennessee and then with uh, L.A. And I remember my on my Tennessee visit, I actually got a chance to meet her. And, I mean, that was, like, a dream come true. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, where's the, like, letter of intent? I'm yeah. ready. Uh, but, like, it was just cool to kind of be around her. And then on the guy's side, it was Blake Griffin. Like, yeah. I, I, that was, oh, that was my first that one. We got Josh over here, too. So I'm, I'm just a care. <laughs> I've been waiting to hold, to hold in these bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like Griffin. Of course, like it wasn't all because of his looks, but um, also just watching him at Oklahoma and yeah. just like just how dominant he was and just how just explosive he was. It was just crazy. Like that's how I, of course, I'm not going to be explosive like that and dunk in the basketball, but just like that powerful just presence on the court. Yeah. Can we get a dunk one time? Can we? Can we? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Uh, senior year, you dominated all the awards. Yeah. Player of the year, 
draft night. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, talking you were the number one pick. So this is kind of like talk about because I don't know what goes on. I'm I'm sure a lot of other um, you know listeners don't really know what goes on. You know, during like the NBA draft, you know, because the pro- it's crazy to me because the process is so short. Like we we get done early April. Like for oh, well, I, I think we won uh, like the day we won a national championship. We won it. It was like April fourth, and like the draft isn't until like June yeah. like twentieth, twenty second, or whatever. But you guys, the draft is like you have like weeks, like not even weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like a it's, couple days. <laughs> So one, kind of talk about that because, I mean, you have to perform at college because there's no, for guys, you can, you know, hoop in college or whatever it is, but then you can do workouts and your stock can really rise or really fall, you know, in these workouts. But for females, you guys don't have that ability to work out for teams. You don't have to, they don't have that opportunity to really pursue it. So kind of talk about you know, get a listener is kind of like an yeah. inside look at that process. Yeah, well, um, you know, that has to be the quickest turnaround ever. And I didn't even make it to the national championship game my senior year. Uh, I got kicked out of the Elite Eight, and it probably gave me a couple of days, but I still had to go to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. So you're still there. And then yeah. after the Final Four, you probably have max maybe four days to start getting your stuff together because it's draft time. Like it is draft, you're going to New York, you're there, you're going through all the draft process. I got a chance to go to the uh, Empire State Building, which was huge. Uh, I had a lot of fun there, but that, and like you gotta go through the orientation of rookies and all this stuff. So it was like very, very quick. And and everyone was kind of joking, was like, okay, well you don't have to sit at the table long because you already know you're going number one. I'm like, okay, but I'm still here. Like I'm still going through everything, which is tough. When did, when did uh, you know? Huh? When did you know? Oh man! I mean, like, was perf? it not just? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like heard about it, but it was yeah. no like. And I, I got kind of talked to Coach Lambier, uh, about a couple of days before I flew out to New York. But it wasn't like a all right, everybody take it. It was kind of hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of cool to be in there, but it's one of the quickest turnarounds I've ever had to do. Like I actually went to training camp. Had to leave training camp, go to graduation to walk, come back, go to training camp again. And then within a matter of three days, it's the start of our season. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I just got done playing college. And here I am, got to play my first professional game two weeks after I just got done playing college. So it had to be one of the quickest turnarounds in my life. But I think it also helped me later on, not only because endurance, because I'm like, all right, I've been playing. I can go, go, go. But at the same time, it helped me grow up a lot quicker, helped me see the game a lot faster. Uh, but it was definitely tough just going into it because you couldn't even get settled. Like you couldn't even wrap your head around, okay, this is what I'm going into. Because like Josh said, it's it's 144 jobs in our league. That's it. 12 teams, 12 players. That's it. It's no G League. It's no, we don't have enough. We don't have enough yeah. to do that. So it's kind of like, as soon as you get cut, it's like you can start talking about other things. You can maybe get picked up by another team. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to find out what's another job because we don't have that. We can bring you here and then we can see what happens from yeah. there because it's only 144, 144 of us. So, you know, in our league, it's tough. And I mean, you have vets that are in it that can go. They're not going to give up their job because mm-hmm. they can go. Yeah. And so it's, it's tough, but uh, I like it because it makes it that more competitive. Uh, it makes it that more elite because it's like, all right, these girls got to be this good because it's, it's only a certain amount of them. So kind of woke me up very, very quickly when I got drafted and when I started playing, because I'm like, this is my job, but I got to hold this job. 
I'm just I'm just listening and just like from an athlete perspective. I'm, one obviously is crazy. I mean, you played in college, Carnegie Mellon, then you know, watch uh, you know, you, everyone watches college basketball. And the college basketball season is you have summer school, then you really have like a month off in like August. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah, September is kind of yeah. like when you like get back to school and you're you do like individual workouts or whatever, whatever. But then like I feel like mid-October is like when you really start practicing and doing all yeah. that. So you're really practicing, going hard, playing the games from October all the way till next October. April, Even and then yeah, 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 but then you throw April, and then you have couple days, like you said, couple days, week span where you're just like, oh, I gotta get ready to do this, and then you get right back into it, yeah, and then you have that that WNBA season, and then so it's like you're going from like you said October to October, yeah. just straight hooping, like just as an athlete, like there's no way your body can just handle that just all the time. Yeah. And and sometimes people go, and we can talk about it later, but go from WNBA, overseas, people go yeah. overseas. So yeah. it's like, like dog, this, like it is a, a constant grind. Like for if- I, mean, I saw you after the season, you literally shut, I mean, you shut it down for, you were hurt, but yeah, like- I was hurt, but if I, even though I wasn't hurt, I was going to shut it down just because yeah. your body needs time to just relax. Your mm-hmm. body needs time to heal. If you don't do that, that's where um, all the injuries happen. And it's like, for guys, obviously, you know, we have a lot of, you know, stress of doing all that stuff. But you talk about this, that, this playing basketball from October to October, really just straight. And then I'm not even sure what European um, yeah, I went to schedule are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I went there. Yeah, but it was, it's, it's completely different. Like you mm-hmm. said, like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, you're done playing college in April. May, you got training camp. June, July, August, that's your WNBA season. Then last year, we had World Games with USA. Mm-hmm. So then I was in USA from September to probably like all of September. And then October, I had to go to China. Uh, and so I was in uh, China for about a month and a half. I injured my knee, my patella tendon. And um, it that, like that's it. But if I wouldn't have got hurt, I wouldn't have got home until maybe January, February. Then that's if we don't make playoffs. Then it's like it's just it's ongoing. So Ooh. some people go overseas for about eight months, which brings them back into right into the flow of training camp. So it's just nonstop. It's year round basketball for uh, a lot of us athletes over here uh, on the women's side of it. And I mean that I I gotta give power to my to my teammates to just our league because that's tough. Like that is just hard playing at a high level for that long. And yeah. it, and it's hard because I remember, I'm not sure, someone just posted a picture of it on, on Twitter and it obviously we're spoiled and we, we fly charter, but like you guys don't fly uh, yeah. charter. Like so you, got, you guys <laughs> gotta do the whole, like us, I'll, we got a flight at one, I pull up, get on the plane at 1255. You guys have a flight at one, you guys gotta pull up, check bags. At like 11, 11 check yeah, bag, get to your terminal. Like, the, like and for us, I always talk about like the, you know, the, the travel is really hard for us. But I'm just thinking like if we had to do just that every time, every time we travel, every time, like it's just. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it when you went down to the G League for a couple of games and you were just like, yo, yeah, <laughs> get me back up there. Yeah, and it's like a lot of, and a lot of times it's like you got, you know, some places like you have to have stops, you know, it's not always non-stops. Yeah, it's like, it's like connections. Yeah, yeah, like I went, well, I had to play in Des Moines, Iowa and like Austin, Texas. I played two games in the G League my rookie year. I, f- you know, flew from L.A. to Des Moines. First, I was on, I was already on a week road trip. Got back on like a Sunday night. They told me like, right before I got off the plane, like, "Yo, you're gonna play a couple games with the G League. You're about to go on a road trip." So then that next morning, I had to get up for like a nine o'clock flight. Mm-hmm. 
go to Des Moines, Iowa. There's no nonstops from LA to Des Moines, Iowa. So you're taking connect, and it's just I'm just thinking like, yo, the travel has to be crazy. And wasn't there yeah. a team last year? That, that was us. Yeah, that was y'all, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all we, had y'all like flight was getting delayed, delayed, canceled. canceled, and then we would have to then they you would have to play flew, that day, and then they wanted us to play as soon as we landed, and uh, that was just we you know that's just that. when like health kicks yeah. in. Yeah. yeah, I mean we have back to backs and we have to fly commercials, so that's like that was last year, and I'm like coming off of college. We flew charter. Like, that is all mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. You can pack whatever. You can pack whatever you want in your bags. Yeah. It doesn't matter how big. You can pack liters of water. That's how we traveled. Yeah. But here, you know, we got to check in our bags and we got to get up early because we got to get there. And we have a, and it's not like just a team. It's all of us. It's all of our staff mm-hmm. and everybody. Yeah. And that's hard. And we were, I think, of course, teams probably happened to teams before, but I think last year was the biggest moment where i was yeah. like all right this is getting out of control yeah. and i mean it happened to another team this year so it's it's tough it really is yeah. uh mm-hmm. but it's i mean it's our league and uh, we just got to keep growing we're, we're growing slowly i think people tend mm-hmm. to forget we are just 22 23 years old as a league so that's still kind of young yeah, that's crazy uh so we still have a lot more to learn about and grow within a league uh, but yeah i think we just come off of you know college you're kind of spoiled a little bit mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the uh the biggest adjustment in terms of style of play going from uh Ooh. here to overseas oh overseas overseas is not it's not so really like, that big of a difference because yeah. you know you're kind of the american over there so they're like all right get you the ball you know what you're doing <laughs> go 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 uh but i think the biggest thing is you know just taking care of your body i think over overseas you know, you really have to look out for yourself because you're like, all right, I got to take care of my body. This is what I need because our customs are different. Our cultures are different. Yeah. Like in place like China, you can't just get bags of ice on your knees. They're going to kind of be like, what's up? Like, you good? Because they kind of think, you know, you don't get hurt. You're not uh, supposed to ache. Yeah. You're an American. <laughs> and which is like, okay, cool. Like, it's good. You feel <laughs> you feel like, all right, I can do this. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think you got you become aware of yourself and you're mm-hmm. like all right i gotta keep just not my mind right but my body right as well yeah, yeah. is women's basketball popular in china oh yeah they yeah. probably love it I yeah know, i mean basketball in general there is like, yeah it's it's huge who went over there i think it was like sports illustrator or something did like a whole uh article and i think the front page that has something to do about china and and i think it was britney griner went over oh, probably but like yeah. i think it was britney griner and like they like, they just talked about like her salary there oh yeah it's was different. like i sw- I'm gonna I'm look this up, but I, I swore like she was getting like half an ounce, bro. <laughs> would you get Would you get mobbed over there for pictures and stuff? Uh, I feel like you probably st- stuck out there. Probably, yeah. yeah. They would like to like they like to touch your hair. They want to like <laughs> they stare at you a little yeah. bit. They're like, well, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is that's the only cultural difference. Of course, the food is different. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I. My dad was over there with me, so we would always kind of joke around that the food's looking back at us like <laughs> you're shrimp. They're like staring yeah. in the eyes. It's like, oh my gosh. Uh, but I mean, it was it's definitely. It teaches you how blessed we really yeah. are in America, and I think that's what and mentally like gets mentally tough for sure. Yeah, because <laughs> even Phil, Phil would get stopped for pictures. Our friend, he's yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's just he's like, like six, six three light skin dude. <laughs> six three is generous, America. bro. Right. He's like, he's like six one. <laughs> Phil, I'll try to help you out, bro. He's like <laughs> six one. I'll give him six one. Light skin dude. Played basketball and like in high school, walked on a Vanderbilt um, for for a couple of years. But he was like, people just any of the Americans, so people were like, oh, like yeah, they just take a picture uh, of you. But it, it was in 2014. It was saying Brittany Griner made 40, basically 50k for a rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. It said in the WNBA. In the mm-hmm. WNBA, she went over to China and made 600. Oh, according to ESPN the magazine. And I, I kind of wanted to talk about that, but just be. Cause now you know, I think like the the last year or so, the salaries have been getting more 
more and more public and I think mm-hmm. in a positive way in terms of um, I, you know, I think it, it, it's going to help promote change. I think you guys CBA is up soon. Yeah. I think a, yeah, a year or two, I think yeah. it's up soon. But I mean, just get, just talk about that because I mean, I think it's really big now. I mean, I think Maya Moore didn't. Maya yeah, Moore didn't, didn't play. play. She, yeah, she's not. She didn't this play year. this year. Stewie went overseas yeah. and tore uh, tore Achilles. You're, and you kind of talked about the grind. So talk about like the salary aspect of it because you got you got females who. Or grinding like that, but that's like okay. They play WNBA. You kind of they don't even really play WNBA for the money. They just play more so for the exposure. I yeah. could be wrong. You can mm-hmm. let me know. But like, I, like that's what what people tell me sometimes. They play more so for the exposure to go overseas and make more money. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it's just crazy for me. And you see people, you know, top people not playing WNBA or, or people go overseas and you know are grinding so much and they get hurt. You know, people like Brianna Stewart, who's yeah. one of the best you know, players in the WNBA. MVP last year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, talk about that because I think you guys should get paid more. Yeah. I think it was huge. I think two weeks ago, your teammate Liz, yeah. um, <laughs> I think she tweeted or put it on Instagram and said like an NBA ref gets paid more than, I think it was like an entire team yeah. in the WNBA. And don't get me wrong, we have amazing refs in the, in the NBA. Watch, we, have, watch um, out, we have amazing refs in the NBA. But not just one person, the whole yeah. team. Yeah. So it's kind of just talk about that. Because obviously, yeah. obviously you guys love the game, but nobody wants to play 12 years, 12 months out of the year. Yeah. It's no. necessity. I mean, yeah, way. Hell as, a, no. as an yeah. athlete, just as <laughs> yeah. a human. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't really get deep into the numbers, of course. Uh, but yeah, everyone knows that the pay gap is something huge in our league and, and just across the board for women, uh, which is tough. It's a, it's one of those sensitive s- subjects that people really don't want to talk about. But now it's being brought up in every situation that we talk about. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, people just say it's ex- it's exposure. That's really yeah. much pretty much it. It's like, how can we get our game out there? How can we get people just to lock in or just draw or just draw attention to it? And I think that's where it all starts. Uh, I wish I can have a magic formula that's like, all right, this is how we can make more money, but it, it doesn't work like that. Uh, and I think that's our biggest thing is just exposure and getting us out there. And I think we're growing by the day and just have people just watching us tuning in now we have our games on twitter we sign with cbs sports so it's it's growing but at the same time just number wise and i can't get into it because i don't know the numbers it's weird you look at it it's like all right so what's up like how can we change this but i think for most of our game and our problem not even problem it's just the mere respect uh, I mean, of course, you see the trolls uh, saying, get back in the kitchen, go make Man. me a sandwich. And I think those are the things that... If you saw them on the like, court, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then they're God. like, oh, my gosh, I can be a whole starting five of the Minnesota Lynx. And it's like, they've won championships and like they've won this. Like, how, are, how do you even say yeah. that? And I yeah. think it's that more so than just getting paid or like, because yeah. everyone looks at us like, oh, y'all just whine about pay. It's like, no, it's not necessarily that. It's just more so about the respect of the game. Yeah. Like, we go overseas, they don't see gender. They don't yeah. see, like, any. They, they just basketball. see the game yeah. of basketball. But here, oh, my gosh, you're a woman. You can't dunk. Your game yeah. sucks. And it's like, oh, it's wait like, a minute. <laughs> here, it's like, especially, I mean, the NBA is just is mm-hmm. becoming so, even from what, from what it was 10 years ago, it's becoming so hyper-athletic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, it's almost less of an emphasis on, on fundamentals. And even if you go over to Europe, it's it's they don't treat it the way they treat soccer, where it's like, super super well coached super fundamental um and i feel like you guys can do that just as well as yeah. obviously you're not going to play you know suit yeah. way above the rim but of course from a pure basketball perspective it's 
it's right on par. Yeah, and that's what I think our that's what we try to get out to just fans or or just people that are trying to find their way of loving women's basketball. But I mean, I'm just saying, like you know, you can always give it a chance. Uh, yeah. We can't say, oh, this is what we do in our game. This is why you need to see us. No, you could just come and sit down in a chair and watch us. If you absolutely hate us, okay, we can't fault you. You came to a game, you see it. But I mean, of course you see Twitter where they pull up all the clips of us missing layups or we're having bad plays and it's like, oh yeah, because that never happens in the right. men's game, right? <laughs> there was a hilarious... Oh my gosh. I don't know what it was. Like, I think... I don't, it was like on a fast break. It might have been like an All-Star game or something. <clears throat> and I'm not sure if the girl either tried to do a 360 layup yes. or like between the... It was 360 yes. layup wide over layup and just... It was, it yeah. was. I don't want to laugh. It was. Just, it was kind of. It was kind of. It was, it was kind of. Yeah, like, you, okay. you went up for a layup. This faster yeah, no, and threw it over the yeah, backboard. It was, no, it was hilarious. But that's what, like you know, like you said, the trolls. They just clip what they want to see. Like yeah. now, it's just cl- everything social media based. It's all clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Mm-hmm. So you have that, which is going. One is hilarious. So people are going to watch it and like retweet or whatever. But then, so you don't just have that as just leave it as like a funny. Um, like a Shaq in the full moment, yeah. you, you you put the caption of it, and it's like, this is why y'all don't get paid. Or yeah. So it's like, it's not just the video. It's like uh, people read the caption, yeah. and that caption just becomes contagious. And then you have all the whole, all the assholes on social yeah. media, you know, who say whatever they want to say because they don't have any repercussions for of course. it. Of course, and they just say well, yeah. whatever. But I, I think people, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you guys should get paid more. I think people don't understand a lot of. The reason why you guys are talking out about it it's not not just about the pay like you said it's about the respect but also like for for us for the cba like we the our mbpa did an amazing job and we get like we get 50 percent of um of all the revenue generated that year and if one side gets too much then you know the escrow and all that like it yeah. evens out so basically it always evens out and it's 50 50 so they don't want to make it seem like the players are better than the I guess now governors, the governors. yeah, and then, or the governors are better than the players or whatever like that. But you guys don't get fifty percent. You yeah. guys get like twenty or twenty five, and yeah. I and I think that's where you know, like you have the assholes and the trolls on Twitter who make it seem like oh, it's about the money. It's not just about the money. It's about just having an a fair and a equal CBA, and yes. I, and that's the biggest thing. People don't realize, you know, for us, that's you know, we brought. I, I was just looking at. It, uh, article and it said we brought in seven billion dollars, yeah. you know, in revenue. In revenue last year, or this year, or last year, and we get we get half of it. If if you told, say, next year at the end of the year we made seven billion, and you told the players y'all gonna get twenty twenty percent or twenty five percent, man, what like it'd be it, another lockout. It would be, bro, I don't even know, like you'd be hoping it would truly. be a huge. Yeah, it would be a lockout. <laughs> Players are probably going to like create their own league, like it's stuff like that. So it's like, it's not just about the pay; it's just about the respect. And yeah. you know, and I think that's what people really need to look at. Don't just look at, oh, they're talking about pay. Just look at what they're talking about and why they're saying it. Because like, whenever you say something, it always has a deeper meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's why I feel like some people, you know, look at that and they they say, oh, you guys, you know, stay in the kitchen or something like that. Yeah. But you don't see the underlying aspect of it. And it's just about the the respect aspect. Yeah, and it's just being able to as the league grows, because you mentioned it's so new still, just mm-hmm. being able to kind of proportionally share in those in those benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel like it's moving in the right direction? 
I do. Yeah. I do. I think it's a, a big step, even though people may say it's moving slow, but I think just moving upward in a slow motion, I'll take that rather than moving backwards. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think just seeing growth, and I think we really use technology well. I think we use it at our fingertips. So just getting it out there, just the Twitter games, are, they, we laugh and we can pick at it, but it's still up there. Like people yeah. can mm -hmm. see it if you follow it. And it's just the little things like that. And just the con. And I think uh, one thing that I love about our league is they dig a lot deeper than just basketball. They dig into our foundations, our businesses. And I think that's huge for us because, okay, yes, you're getting me out as a player, but at the same time, you're helping me as a businesswoman yeah. or you're helping me as like someone that's like off the court in the community. And I think that's huge for us. And I, I think that's how we're moving forward as well is we're picking things apart rather than just saying, okay, we're just going to show all the highlights from last night's game. Okay, we can show those highlights and we can show that she's also in her community or she's also helping out in different ways around her town or around her city. Yeah. And I think that's huge. Yeah. I was wondering because I had a, I had a conversation with Swin today, and we were talking, and she was, and she because she knew I like I like gamed and you know work with you know a couple other like organizations or whatever, and and she was talking to me about that, and she was talking about like trying to do like a um a fundraiser or like a, a meetup or something like that. It was like in, in terms of like gaming and, yeah. and stuff like that in the community and just kind of like giving back to the community aspect. And don't get me wrong, a lot of NBA players um give back to the community and stuff like that, but there's no no one really on like the team side or the organization side really like pushed for yeah. you know to you to do a lot of involvement or stuff like that or yeah. see what you're passionate about and then find a way for you to kind of follow that passion in terms of you know being in the community and giving yeah. so she told me that and I'm just listening to it and I'm just like wow like this is that's actually really like because I don't like um, I was there with the Lakers for two years, so I'm, I haven't been in the league for a long time, but like, I never saw that. So now like hearing you talk about it, yeah. I understand where that's coming from. And mm -hmm. I'm just thinking like, damn, like we all can learn from that. Like the, the NBA, like we can like hear you talk or like you know, this, the conversation went had with me and it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Like yeah. the NBA, like, yeah. oh, we should have like a couple of people, you know, in our organization that just focuses on um, that. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people don't think about it and yeah. a lot of people in the NBA don't do that. Yeah. Are you working on stuff like that now? Like what are some causes yeah. you're, you're interested uh, in? I have my foundation. It's uh, the Asia Wilson Foundation. It helps kids uh, in schools and families with uh, learning disabilities with dyslexia. I have mm -hmm. dyslexia. So this was something that I really wanted to push once I left college and got to, to do things on my own. Uh, and it was huge. And it helps also with bullying. So we go out to different schools and helps to see if like what do they need to pr help the kid make sure they have the right resources to tell them just because you have a learning disability doesn't mean you can't succeed or doesn't mean that you can't read. Right. Cause I think that was my biggest thing growing up as to why I would never share it. And I didn't share it until I started graduating from college that I had a learning disability. Cause I'm like, people don't think kids, I can't read. People don't mean, think I'm bro. slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like kids I was like, so yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> let me keep this under. But now when I started the Asia Wilson foundation, I wanted to give kids that voice to say, okay, yes, I identified my problem, but now I have the resources to succeed. So that's something that I started. And also in South Carolina, they have a school that's just for kids with dyslexia or learning disabilities. So awesome. hopefully I can partner with them as well. Yeah, That's awesome. And the ACEs are like giving you resources. Yes, too, too. yes. That's like uh, one actually when I first got here, probably in April this year, coming back into training camp, you know, Bill kind of pulled me in. He was like, all right, so what do you want to do? Like he said, we can have, they have like a convention for 
kids with learning, like they're talking about things of how they can help kids with learning disabilities. And I'm like, if I can get in there and just talk and see what they got and we can work together, that'll be huge. So yeah, we have people on our staff that helps us in any way. It's like, hey, this so-and-so's in town. You want to go check them out or you want to go talk to them? And I think that's huge for for us uh, because, you know, this basketball is going to stop bouncing uh, eventually for all yeah. of us. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, how can you still do your thing in, in the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now the NBA definitely has, as good as it's doing, definitely could, could look to the WNBA for inspiration. Yeah. And, 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 and like, don't get me wrong, we have people that help out, but like all, all the stuff that she was saying, I was just like, you know, people talked to me about it before, but like she was just very in depth with it. Yeah. I was just like, wow, like we can learn from that. That's um, awesome. And women can shoot the shit out of the ball. Oh man, what? <laughs> like, Boy, it's crazy. They got shoot. <laughs> Yo, they got some, cause people don't watch it. They don't really like appreciate it. And it's like, if you want like just like pure like just basketball, don't you, like NBA. You had year like the, with the Spurs, we were just yeah. like when they had Boris Diaw, the big you know Tim Duggan, Manu, Why is Boris them. Diaw, the first one person you named. Bro? I, don't, I don't know. I just I just oh, thought yeah, about Spurs Boris, Boris Diaw. Diaw. <laughs> <laughs> the Boris Diaw era. It, it was just, <laughs> I just remember him being on the team, and Boris Diaw. I swear, in the playoffs looked so nice, bro. So. But it was like I think they played, uh, they beat uh, Braun in the in the finals. But like, I it was just watching them play. It was just so beautiful. It was just pure, just basketball, swing, swing, swing. And if you actually look at like the WNBA or even college, you know, women's college basketball, it's the same exact way. So it's like if you really just love the game of basketball, yeah. you should watch it because it's just so pure. I mean, I yeah. I I like I love yeah. watching. It is it. it is cool to see like. I mean, not that there wasn't always support, but it is cool to see the NBA and, and the NBA mm-hmm. players taking that extra step yeah. and making that effort to rally behind the WNBA and be like, "You guys need to, you guys need to start fucking with this." They yeah. had the commercials, I think. Yeah, with yeah. The, yeah, with was it with Dame? I think it's some, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah a lot of them. Like uh, Bron's a huge Aces guy. Yeah. Like he, yeah. <laughs> he got obviously you wear you wear his kicks, but yeah. it's like he had you know he had the Aces T-shirts on, put yeah. on a story like yeah. talk about you know put on stories of like him watching uh, WNBA. And it's like people don't realize like oh they some people think like oh Bron put down a story or whatever but like people don't realize how much power he has like we mm-hmm. you know we all like I'm a, I'm a big wine guy so you know obviously Bron's a wine dude and Kuz is getting into wine too so one time Bron was like put on a an Instagram story it was like at at J Hart at Kuz y'all got to try this wine and after that you you talked yeah. to one of the people at the wine place. That wine sold out, just, just sold out completely. Crazy. So it's like just like that, like the power he has of just posting a story, yeah. something like that. So it's like you have Braun posting a story, watching the WNBA. So you're gonna have so much more people just tune in just because, yeah. like, oh, like you know, one of the best players to ever do it. You yeah. know, watching WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> then you have guys, you know, Russ going to the games. You know, um, you know, wear wear their jerseys and stuff like that. So it's always good to see the NBA show love just because like the platform that we have and it's just. You know, you can you can probably yeah. talk to him more. You know, yeah. just seeing those guys courtside, it's just like definitely. It was like, cool. Yeah, and I mean that's that's kind of like kind of I guess I can't speak for everyone in our league, but definitely mm-hmm. just for me, like I'm kind of like okay, we get hit, we get backlash, all we want, but at the end of the day, like we have you guys in the NBA that's like has our back, and also the NFL, like it it comes from all over. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can it kind of gives you that like all right, whatever. Like Josh probably broke the internet last year when he wore my jersey to summer yeah. league, uh, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, like oh what is going on? I mean it happened, and it's throughout the whole WNBA. Like we all have people in the in in the mm-hmm. nba that we cool with like that's who we are and i think that was huge deal to 
let people know like we're all in this together we yeah. we're playing this game that we love this is our profession like we could be doing anything else but we're here like we're playing this game we don't see gender we don't mm -hmm. see that as it and i think that's huge for us as to why we continue to fight because we know that we have people like the Josh Hart's, like the LeBron James that have our back. I mean, when I made that tweet out about when LeBron signed with the Lakers, and I'm like, geez, like, that's huge. Like, that is, it wasn't a knock to LeBron. I'm like, you got it. Like, that's you. Like, that is mm -hmm. a huge deal. Like, I wish I'm trying to get on that level. Like, we would mm -hmm. all would love to be on that level. But then everyone looks like, oh, my gosh, she's bashing LeBron. And I'm like, how? Like, all I, <laughs> I just literally was yeah. like, that is huge. We're in a league where we're trying to fight to get to yeah. that. Yeah. And as a league, not just as a player, just as a league. And I think, and then that's when uh, we met him when you guys came to Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And now everybody was like, oh my gosh, they know each other. And it's kind of like, we're all in this together. Yeah. We're all like, we're business people. Mm -hmm. This is a business. We're coming around and we respect each other as not just an athlete, but just as a human. And I think yeah. that's what people really don't understand. But I, I'm grateful that I have friends in the NBA that know that I know they're going to have my back and I, I'm, I'm going to have theirs yeah. regardless of what goes on as well. When's the, I'm curious, when's the first time that, bo that you both realized that your respective leagues were a business? Oh, uh, man. It was probably, I always knew it was a business. Um, oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, for me, I probably would say it's just like the trade, you know, yeah. the first, uh, yeah. not, not like even my trade. Not just like the, well, like the first, my rookie year, my trade deadline. Yeah. Like we had, like we traded Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance, and like coming from college, like someone yeah. gets, you, you rock with someone like, yeah. you know, if they're a senior or something like they're gone, but like they're a, freshman to sophomore like oh yeah. we rocking for four years together yeah. but it's like dude like you're rocking with somebody for two weeks yeah yeah i think that was it and then when i got traded i think that kind of uh <laughs> reinforced yeah how, how it was real. handled was reinforced yeah. um but now that's kind of when i figured it out yeah same i think that's just like the training camp when they're still trying to figure out rosters mm -hmm. and like, you know, you, you're not like you're building a friendship or a bond, but like you're just around a person, like you same locker together, like you chilling, you cool, you talking. And next thing you know, they're not coming to practice the next day. And it's kind of like, oh wow, this is a business. Like it's not, I mean, of course people get cut off the JV teams and the varsities, but like in something like this, where you're fighting for a position or a spot or a roster spot, I was like, dang, like this is cutthroat. Like they don't care. That was my eye opener. Um, it was a big announcement for the WNBA and, and and a lot of just basketball people in general. When you guys was like, you're gonna have you're gonna be in 2K. I was kind of I was kind of I was like, whoa, one that's dope. Two, I was like, I was like, oh, like because you were you were the one that yeah. was in the video. So I was like, oh my girl, AG out there, I see yeah. you playing. Um, you, you teased it a while back too. What you had like the suit. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah uh, when I was at NBA All Star, they made me go to the uh, like RV where they have all the cameras mm -hmm. up. And uh, that's when I played against uh, Ronnie 2K in uh, in the celebrity game. I got an one on him. So I kind of made a hmm. joke and was like, dang, I had to score on him for us to get in the game. I didn't really honestly know that we were getting yeah. in the game. But then that's when they kind of came out with it. And then a few days ago, I woke up and my phone's like buzzing. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what went viral with me? Like, what did I do? And I check and I was like, oh, my God, you're going to be in the game. I'm not a gamer. So I'm like... <laughs> Or whatever like cool and they're like, talking all this game and stuff and i'm like that's a huge step for us oh uh, yeah it's massive as a league like it's just huge yeah. i'm glad they just got my like face scan right because they were struggling in, yeah in the other things <laughs> that so, was a lot yeah. who's, i have a random question but who's your all all-time all WNBA team Ooh, all time oh my goodness you put me on the spot with that one um i gotta have don staley as my point guard she might hurt me if i don't mm -hmm. um Lisa Leslie, 
Cheryl Swoops. Gotta have her nice. in there. Um, ooh, who I got? I need two more. All WNBA. I'm gonna choose some current ones. I'm gonna choose myself. <laughs> no, you gotta got put yourself <laughs> in. Go I'm gonna choose myself. And then, oh, I need one more guard. Ooh, I like Diana Tarazi. Yeah, I was gonna say no, Super is nice too. Yeah, like that's who that was my sixth yeah. person. Like I that's tough right there. But yeah, that's me right there. <laughs> that's a nice that's a that's that's some buckets right there. <laughs> right. I feel like the this year, you know, WNBA like the I don't want to say runway photos, but like the arrival photos. Yeah. Like yeah. they actually got real, they they got pretty, like really big. <laughs> you got an Instagram um, page, WNBA kicks. Yeah, you know, the, I was hyped. They gave me a shout out. That's all that. I was at the game. I was like, yeah. Um, but you know, you're just knowing you and just who you are. You're just you know you're a great person. You're uh, a very caring person, and just talk to you know just the listeners about that because you came out. Um, wearing the Central Park Five shirt. Yeah. Um, so, and it's like, you're respectful of everybody. You care about people you never met, mm. um, especially when there's um, inequality in the situation and stuff like So just kind of talk about yourself. One, you know, why did you want to wear the shirt? Yeah. And then just kind of talk about what you want to kind of like, what you kind of want to do off the court. Yeah. yeah. And how you want to use your platform. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, it happened a couple of days probably before or weeks before I wore the shirt. I watched When They See Us on Netflix. Uh, and it just really, I mean, you hear about it and you see it. and But like when you actually watch it, uh, it's just crazy. Like you to have even to watch think it. about. Like, yeah, if you, you haven't have seen watch. it, please watch it. Uh, it's something that really needs to be talked about and seen because it, it's going on till this day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what really touched a lot of people because we're like okay this was years ago but now we're here like it's still going on and I think that was what made me say okay how can I use my platform to get this out and when I saw that they had a shirt out I said oh my gosh like I have to go wear it and I wore it and I didn't think it was going to get that much pull because this year I was wearing the Bill Beer vintage uh, shirts as well so I was like let me see if I can put this aside and go for something more serious and you know a lot of people were like you know we respect you for that and that was huge and I think I didn't know how much power I have right now and using my platform than that day. Like I, I really felt like, okay, people are listening. How can we make this world a better place? And that's my biggest thing. And that's how I want to use my platform is I'm going to encourage anything and I'm going to support anything that's going to better, not just myself or my league, but just the world as a whole. I think I'll, we can, if we all use our voices in a positive way, this world could be a way better, a much better place. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's what I try to do in everything that I can uh, because you know, I think we're in a world where everything's so quick and easy. It's kind of like when Vine was popping. Everyone loved <laughs> yeah. the six seconds. So if it's on a shirt, if it's a sign that you can just read instant, I think that draws people's attention. So if I have to go put a bunch of stuff on shirts to get people's attention, I think that's I'm all down for that. But I definitely wanted to wear that shirt because those names need to be known. Like those names need to be a constant reminder in everyone's head that, you know, this is real. We're living in a world where your freedom can be taken away from you in a matter of seconds, uh, just your innocence. So in that way, how can we still be powerful people? And I, and I love when they see us, I probably watch it again and I'll probably cry again because uh, it's just that much like that touching. But that's how I wanted to use my platform is anything positive. I'm going I'm all for it. That's dope. That's for real. <laughs> <laughs> Continuing on the on the topic of like using your platform, yeah. what um like from a business standpoint, what are what are you interested in? Is that is that something that you're you're thinking about? And 
Um, my biggest thing when it comes on the business side is I want to help young people as much as possible. Uh, I want to get into not necessarily the educational field because I'm not trying to be a teacher, <laughs> but uh, just kind of being that role model, that mentee, starting a, uh, a mentoring program and things like that where you can like just touch kids, make them understand that you're tangible, let them touch you and get a feel for you and say, okay, she's human. I think they get caught up in seeing us on TV and sometimes thinking that we're not human because mm -hmm. of just what we do. But if you're there and you can sit or take them to lunch or read them a book and let them know that you're there, that's something that I really want to look into on a business side is tapping into the school systems because those kids are our future. Like those, are, that's the what the world, the world is in their hands in a couple of years. And if we can train them the right way or get them, uh, let them have a better understanding of how the world should be uh, in a positive way, I think that'll help us out all a lot because we're old and, you know, we're looking back on things. We want the young people of, yeah. of that generation to take care of us. Uh, we are so that's old. what I that's definitely crazy. want to do that. We are old. This is actually <laughs> probably the most inspired I've ever left one of these interviews, by the way. Right. Just, just talking Pop that shit. Yeah. I told you, right? Um, I see why you guys are friends. Exactly. <laughs> lighthearted 10. Lighthearted 10. So I'm just, the fourth question I already know the answer to, and I want to talk about it. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, let's get there. Oh my goodness! So should we get there and talk about it, or should I like we we just go through and then talk? I, we'll go through and then I'll talk about yeah. it because I really want to. Okay, so this is something we do every episode um, called the Lighthearted Ten. It's just ten um, kind of rapid fire, I guess. Um, so yeah, just you know, just ten ten questions. So I guess I'll start it off with the first one, saying, what, "What's your biggest pet peeve?" Smacking. Like like. Oh my god! I'm yes. with you. I hate it. <laughs> I hate that hearing people chew. Oh, oh my god! Oh my goodness! I I, I spaz on my on my girlfriend several times for being even being on face. I she'll be on face. I'm like eating an apple or like a carrot, and like <laughs> yes. I would spaz and I'll hang up. And like yo, just call me when you're done eating whatever whatever you're eating. All right, anyways, biggest <laughs> biggest fear. Ooh, biggest fear. I don't know. That's a hard one. I don't like. I mean, I'm clumsy, but my biggest fear is like tripping in front of where like a lot of yeah. people can see me. Like a lot of people, that's definitely happened before, hasn't? It? And no, it hasn't. Not uh -huh. yet. I'm not going kind of wood. surprised about it. <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite cartoon growing up? Ooh, favorite cartoon growing up? Uh, SpongeBob, the Goat, okay. the classic. Um, we got Asia's boyfriend on site, but I have to do ask. I do have to ask, who's your fa uh, childhood celebrity crush? Oh my Blake gosh, Griffin. Blake Griffin. <laughs> yeah, I know that. We're gonna Sounds talk like you want to unpack that. <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to wait till after this, this time. We're going to talk about that. Uh, what superpower would you want? Uh, to be invisible. Oh, we haven't heard that one before. I haven't heard that one yet. Um, <laughs> if you could switch lives with anyone for a day, who would it be? <laughs> Beyonce. <laughs> you would be some queen bee. Oh my yeah. God. Um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Ooh, I would have to say either like an actress or a model. Get into, into that. Who uh, who would play you in the Asia Wilson movie? <laughs> Can I say my mom? Uh huh. Yeah, you can say mom. You can say whoever you want. <laughs> I think my mom. She's a. I think she would be a good I love Asia. Your mom. What is the title of the current chapter of your life? Ooh. That, one, that one's always the one that's like everyone's like yeah. that is a good it, it goes from being like very lighthearted to like down like that one is like oh damn right I gotta think about someone this looked, I forget who it was someone looked at us straight in the face and was like redemption <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who that was chapter in my life would have to be like don't settle don't settle I'm with it if heaven exists what do you want to hear God say when you arrive you did your thing girl <laughs> <laughs> Josh, in cloud <laughs> uh, usually we end 
we end the uh, podcast right here. But I have to talk about this. Josh, oh. you over there. She, Josh, if you want to come over here and holler at a mic, you can, bro. I'm giving you my mic. So <laughs> when you got drafted, I want to talk about it earlier. You got drafted. Oh, my gosh, yes. Blake, sent you, Blake gave you a message or whatever. Yes. You can, y'all can see this. It's on Twitter. Y'all can Google it. Like You were like in tears. <laughs> so one... <laughs> you were in tears and you're like oh my god oh my god can you run it back um so that's one you know what josh come over here i want i want to know your perspective of this come over here and, and talking to mike my brother i want to know this 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 the boy <laughs> everyone this is my boyfriend the, joshua yes. cunningham um just um what do you think about this uh celebrity crush he has so when we first started talking it was kind of like uh like i couldn't believe it but mm-hmm. then I just got over. It. I was like, it's it's whatever. It is just what because it is. it's a celebrity tr- uh, crush. Okay, I was uh, Rihanna. Rihanna. See, Rihanna. I don't say nothing to that. Okay, <sighs> but uh, he's not crying when he's saying okay, it. Okay, but can I explain myself as to why tears were in my eyes? Okay, so draft day, you know, they hand me an iPad and they're like, "Don't touch until we tell you." And I'm like, "All right, bet." So I'm thinking it's like, "Congratulations from Bill," mm-hmm. or like someone saying, "Like, welcome to the WNBA." I'm like, "All right, cool." I click it and I was like, Blake Griffin's face is on this big ass iPad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. And he was saying my name. So I had to like replay it multiple times so I could hear each thing. Cause I would black out when he would say my name. And I'm like, fuck, I gotta watch it again. And I gotta watch it, what he's saying. And I gotta watch and understand. He's like, oh my gosh, it was just amazing. I can't even talk. I don't have like, I'm not a stalker over Blake Griffin. Let's set this straight now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just really like, like I like him. Like he's, a, I feel like he's a nice, genuine person. He's funny. Like he's good at basketball. We did a jersey swap. I didn't cry then. I just started panicking. Surprising. I'm getting better at this. Like I'm starting not to fangirl because I'm like, that's the homie. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like we're on Blake Asia name basis, not like Asia Blake Griffin names. I mean, I still love my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh-huh. This one, I just, I just wanted to know. This, this, you tried to play me. We, we, no, we had Josh. I just wanted to see his, uh, his, his thoughts on, on this uh, celebrity crush. See? We might have to get Blake on the um, show. Here, hear his side of the story. No, we got, we got. I'm gonna yeah. be like, this is a crazy girl. She ran up on me, started panicking, started but the hyperventilating. First time I, met him, I started crying, and I was in a boot. Like we didn't stop. Wait, you, them. you, cr- you cried in front of him. <sighs> okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna like make this podcast long but no, go we're on. in LA and we were playing UCLA and I was getting dressed and like I got a call and they're like yo like we're across from the Staples Center oh, damn, you telling me this yeah yeah oh, tell, I hear it I saw and like it. we kind of waited and waited and waited I guess Blake kind of got freaked out and he was like there's some like girls out front I'm like I'm not about to drive my car out there <laughs> so I'm like oh my gosh we just so he drove out and like my teammates were like all we need is one picture one picture and I'm like oh my god like he's not gonna stop and then he gets out of his car and I just start crying like it was tears where I couldn't stop them like tissue and I was like, oh my gosh, like he's here. He gets out of the car and I'm in a boot. So I'm limping. I just look a hot mess. And he asked me what happened to my foot. And I couldn't even get words out. Like it was the first time I was like, I'm starstruck. Like I couldn't even get <laughs> words. My mind couldn't get to my mouth to tell say words. And I was like, and then, and then, and then. I just asked for a picture and I got sunglasses. And yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's that's gonna have to be the still for this photo. Yeah, just take off the lighthearted podcast one for this photo and just have the photo of her and Blake Griffin with sunglasses on. I don't cry yeah. anymore, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. We're past that. Uh, yeah, we're past that, right? All right, so um, 
first of all, Asia, thank you for coming on. Yes, thank um, you. It's thank been you a, a been a pleasure just to kind of give you know tell the world kind of who you are yeah, and not just the first time we met too. Yeah, yeah. And, not, and not just see you on the basketball court like you said because a lot of times athletes are put on pedestals mm-hmm. and. Um, people make it seem like we're not real people but, yeah. but we're just regular people that you know want the best for everybody and i think you really show that with just you know you're you not just your play but just your um your goofy fun loving caring uh, personality so thank you so much for being on and um good luck with everything in the future thank you yeah. so much